Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast, hosted by Brian Bisking. Brian started this weekly podcast to give a voice to leaders of our community, to share their story, their journey, and the lessons that they have learned along the way. Brian grew up in a small town outside of St. Louis, where he watched his father run a small business and was always interested in how the leaders in his community got where they are. Whether it's a local business leader, a philanthropist, or a celebrity, these are your STL Leaders. Join us today, where we will chat with another pillar of our community on this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. And now, your host, Brian Bisking. Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. On this week's episode, we welcome Michelle Stockman of Techno Solutions. But before we get to this week's episode, I want to thank my sponsors. First, Synchrony HR, NWO IT Services, and Grit by Jennifer Bardot. And now, to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. Michelle Stockman, welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Well, we uh, our history goes back to 2000, I guess it would be 15, maybe somewhere in that area. I think uh, so. our, Seven years, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So our paths crossed then. And I'm um, excited just to have you on today to kind of talk about your business and your leadership views and your um, all the generosity you're doing in the women networking space and empowering women. So let's kind of start there. Talk to me about growing up and what led you to starting Techno Solutions back in 2001. Am I correct? 2001. Yeah. You know, um, I always wanted to be a teacher. Like I love teacher. I had a great second grade teacher, Sister Elosia. She was awesome. Um, but I went to college to be a physical therapist, because my parents had kind of talked to me about, you know, different opportunities. And that seemed to be the trend uh, that everybody was going to went to a community college, had talked to Maryville University. Well, in the middle of all the things, Maryville changed their program and they wouldn't let me retake. You know, I had to retake the two years of community college classes and was like, uh, no, (laughs) so pivot, I went to school to be a teacher. (laughs) So um, my first teaching job was actually as a a technology coordinator where I taught computer classes for pre-K through eighth grade. I also fixed all the computers in the building. It wasn't my dream job, but I really loved it. And I really learned a lot during that time. And it so happened we started, my husband is big into technology and computers. So we started techno in our basement doing the side hustle thing before side hustles were trendy. Um, (laughs) You know, we worked nights, weekends, during breaks at school. Um, And then we started to really kind of uh, grow and build it. So I ended up having a first grade teaching position one year, went to another school as technology coordinator, then finally landed my dream job at the school I wanted. And I left it at Thanksgiving break that year. Um, to open techno full time. And um, it was crazy at the time. Um, 
but I'm really glad I made that choice. So absolutely. For those who don't know, tell us about Techno Solutions and really expand on that question about kind of what has changed in the business since 2001. Yeah, we started out as an IT company. So computer repair, small business, IT support, um, you know, in our basement, from our basement, left the teaching job to work at full time. Um, And we're in a very tiny, small town, like 3000 people. Um, But yet we saw a need for it. There were all these people that were calling from other places, you know, St. Louis to come over. Um, and we really thought we had something. It's funny because when we moved into our building, there are these three little old ladies because they're right next to a church. Um, they came out of church and they asked, what are you doing in there? What are you moving? And we had talked about this computer company. And um, they're like, that's crazy. That'll never last, you know, as old ladies to do. And I invited them. We were teaching computer courses at the time. I invited them to come over and, and take a class. And, you know, two of the three ended up buying a computer because it was the best deck of cards ever. <laughs> because we <laughs> teach them how to play solitaire for um, for that mouse control stuff. So um, we ended up really building a pretty nice business. Um, and over time, it kind of evolved. I I was working it full time. I'm very curious. I love talking to people. I love finding out how their businesses started. And so they would start asking me questions about, hey, I need this, or hey, I need that, or hey, I need marketing help. I need a website. Um, and I had done that as a teacher and loved that part of it. Um, And so I said, you know, I can do that for you. Let me take that over. And so over time, it evolved more where more and more people were asking for that. I joined a formal networking organization to really expand that portion of the business, the the web design, because I could do that anyway, right? Computers, I pretty much have to be in driving distance to take care of. This was before all the fun, cool remote stuff now that you can do. But um. So about seven years ago, we sold, as you know, the IT side of our business. That's kind of how we got together and met through that, through that opportunity you shared. And, you know, we've just been really focusing on the web design ever since. During the pandemic, it evolved even more to the point where, you know, we partnered with a number of other marketing companies and corporations to do their marketing because they were letting go of people and, We've just been getting really clear on what we want to do, what we don't want to do, (laughs) what we want to stay focused in and who we can pass those other items to. I get to work in my joy every day. I want my team to work in their joy every day. So we really try to hone in on what we're great at and um, allow other people to be great in what they do. And we just partner with those people if they have the same values and the same structure that we really have. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's good to hear kind of how the business obviously got got started and then how it's even transformed over the last, you know, like you said, seven years uh, into more of a, you know, web design marketing agency uh, instead of IT. It's kind of, kind of funny how it, that, that goes together. But as you probably know, a lot of marketing companies or a lot of IT companies also have like web design builds and things along those lines. So there's absolutely some parallels there. But to your point, I think what I loved about that story was just the fact that you found what you uh, enjoyed, what excited you, right? The, 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 as you call it, your joy, 
um, and you got rid of the part that you didn't enjoy. Um, you know, as as you mentioned, uh, we met through the buy uh, the purchase of uh, a Technos IT part of the business. I was working for Alliance Technologies at the time. And I quickly learned after a couple of years of there, although I love the organization, uh, I was not an IT salesman. <laughs> I, I can spell IT, but that's about as far as I can go. Uh, I jokingly say I'm just lucky that my email pops up every morning. Otherwise, I wouldn't know what to do. Uh, but I think it's really cool that you found that joy and and now have kind of built the business around that um, and now have a different little niche than what you originally started at. For sure. And I get to incorporate a lot of that what I loved about teaching, you know, and I still get to use a lot of that. I might not be using the degree on the wall type of thing and teaching small children, but you know, sometimes when you're teaching tasks about uh, web design or marketing or IT, uh, you have to dumb it down to that kindergarten level. <laughs> yes, especially for people <laughs> like me. <laughs> um, well, I also know you have uh, you uh, co-founded Women Empowering Women, and uh, you obviously have been a, a, a big uh, contributor in the women professional development here in the St. Louis metro area, uh, as well as my good friend Jennifer Bardot. And so I wanted to just kind of chat about that. Talk to me about what uh, prompted you to to get involved in that other than obviously being a woman yourself and mm -hmm. how has that uh, organization um, developed and changed over the years as well? Yeah. Uh, women Empowering Women. I love it, obviously, for lots of reasons, but it's a national networking organization where we value building real relationships and connections versus relationships that are just transactional in nature. You know, it's great to get to know somebody and hope you do business, but um, that's not always the case. And I know networking, that term gives a lot of people an ick feeling. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Networking gross. Um, and I'd love to find a new term for it, something like maybe connect working or something like that, because it doesn't have to be ick. If it's ick, you're doing it wrong. And, and part of how it came to be was because I was part of a larger networking organization and it really benefited me and my business as we were trying to grow that, that marketing and design side of um, techno solutions. I could do that anywhere. As long as I had internet connection, I'm gold. So I can do it by my pool. I can do it in Florida and I could reach customers from anywhere. And so I learned a lot of things and then I learned a lot of things I didn't like. You know, networking can be a full-time job, right? <laughs> it can obviously, but you have to also go back and do that work that you promised somebody or, you know, continue to follow up or continue to build that relationship. And it it shouldn't feel like work. It, you know, we don't need more lunches. We don't need more cocktails. We don't need more friends that we have to try and follow up with. We definitely don't need more emails and texts, you know, trying to do all those kind of things. So we wanted to build something where women, no offense to you at all, but women just <laughs> Uh, you know, they network differently. They're nurturing by nature. They want to help others. And although women might get that, you know, catty kind of vibe from some people, oh, they're just going to step on top of you to get to where they want. The women I tend to surround myself with aren't that way. They will yeah. tell you how they made that path, how they got there. They will drag you along if you want it. And and so we really wanted to bring women together to share that and to share with each other, it doesn't have to be this way. 
Sure. And although I may have, you know, started to slam you a little, there are a lot of men who are also very empowering of women too. And we accept everyone into our group, but you know, it's just, it's just the realization that you don't have to do it the hard way. You don't have to be rude about it. You can help other people. And by helping other people and collaborating with other people, you find ways to work together that you might do work that you don't want to do. And by us, you know, giving away work that doesn't fill our joy, we actually find out we can be more streamlined. We can do more. Our business is better. Our business grows more and we're working together. So we become that, that added value. And when I find that people really start to collaborate and they're not so scared of their competition. I mean, there's plenty of work for all of us, really. That's right. But I feel like people really get it, or that's when that turning point happens, when they really start to succeed because that fear is gone. The fixed mindset is gone. You know, they're in that growth mindset piece. So um, I really believe that's when those tides change for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, I I mean, to your networking, you know, comments in there and points, um, you know, going actually back to Alliance Technologies, I I can remember uh, before I met Jim Canada, who is unfortunately no longer with us. Um, I didn't really know what networking was. I thought networking was literally all about me, right? Like, okay, what business owner can I go network with to try to sell them a product or a solution, right? And then I met Jim and Jim completely changed my whole mindset on networking. Um, he, if if anybody who's listening to the show knows Jim Canada or knew Jim Canada, uh, he was one of those guys that was all about trying to help other people in some capacity, whether that was personal, professional, you name it. Um, and he really is the one that taught me how to networking, uh, how to start really networking, I should say. Uh, but then it, as to your point, it's kind of, it's my networking has evolved greatly from those days, right? I mean, to your point, it can become a full-time job. I mean, there's there was days that I would have three and four and five cups of coffee at Breadco because I had to meet somebody. And then I had to go home at that evening and introduce 17 people, you know, to these other four or five people, which takes, you know, time and energy and all that. Um, and so, you know, that there's that type of networking. And then there's the type of networking where you go into a room and how many business cards can you collect and pass out? Yeah. Uh, and, and so to your point, mine has evolved uh, uh, greatly. And now most of the networking I do is ironically through through this podcast, right? It's it's connecting with new leaders, telling their stories, talking to them. Um, and for me, I always tell people this, you know, network for me is all about relationship. Um, it, it's it, like it has zero to do whether I can get something out of it or I can give them something. It's about building a bond, really, so that in those instances when I do need something from them or they need something from me, I know who to turn to for those types of either products or solutions or just having a friend, um, you know, at, at times. It's all about a relationship to me. Um, so, it's you know, sometimes I reach out to people who I want to have on the show and they're like, what are you trying to sell me? I'm like, no, yeah. that's 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 <laughs> not it at all. Uh, you you don't you don't get it. <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, it's it's very interesting how the networking world is, uh, at least in my view, has changed over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Uh, but I also think there's probably still those guys out there that it is a full time job for them. Oh, there is. There is. You know, I always start a lot of my meetings with, you know, raise your hand if you came here to sell a product or a service. 
and everybody raises their hand. Everybody's there to sell a product or service, right? And then I ask how many people came here to buy a product or service with the intention of buying something. Very few. Maybe right. somebody because their friend sells uh, uh, hand cream and they might pick that up. But nobody ever goes to something thinking, I want to go and buy something. And and that's where the real change is, right? Because a lot of those those business card stuffer people that just hand you it and, and I'm like, okay, you, you have those two pockets, right? The exactly. one I want to reach out to again and the one of like, yeah, no, I have no idea. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot about you know, knowing what you're there for, who do you want to connect with? I don't know everybody, you know, you don't know everybody I know. We may never do business together or may never have an opportunity to, you know, do something collaborative together. But once we talk and learn about each other, maybe there's somebody in my network behind here that I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got to meet this person. You two would be, you know, great together. This would happen, whatever that might be. And so that's the part that a lot of people don't think about. It may not be the person you're talking to, but you don't know who they could connect you with. Amen. And that's huge. Yep. Yeah. Amen. I couldn't say that any better. Um, let's shift gears here a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about leadership. Uh, talk to me about kind of your views on leadership and really, you know, how you lead your current organization, but also women empower women. Yeah. Um, you know, most of my leadership skills and things like that come from horrible bosses. So, <laughs> um, you know, as I, I reflect, because I've been asked that question a few times and, you know, my leadership skills, they really kind of started as a waitressing job in high school. I learned a lot there about, um, you know, making people happy, timeliness about, you know, you kind of flirt with the guy a little bit because he's going to, you know, tip you, but you also make sure to say something nice about the girl in the shirt she's wearing, you know, and so <laughs> learn different people skills, right? And you learn some conflict resolution. Hey, my food tastes terrible. Take it back, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and as I did that, the owner of the restaurant kind of saw a lot of what I was doing, gave me more opportunity. She gave me more responsibility. She owned a hotel, which was her baby. She asked me to assist at the front desk. Then I moved up to an admin role and, and it just kind of kept going, you know, looking back, you know, she was a huge mentor to me before I knew what a mentor was. I just thought she was really friendly and, you know, would tell me things, but she gave me a lot of different kind of hard looks at stuff, but I really admired her in, in how she led her you know, all the people, everybody loved her at the hotel and the restaurant, you know, they all just wanted to be around her all the time. But, you know, learning those other leadership values and things, you know, like I said, they, it came from really terrible bosses. I had bosses who hated my drive and my ambition. I, I was just a hard worker. I just really liked what I did all the time. And they were jealous of skills of relationships with clients or vendors or the owners, especially. And, and, you know, I can look back and think, oh, I probably was perceived as a threat. They probably thought I wanted their jobs. I didn't want their jobs. I wanted the next job. You know, I wanted that, right. that earpiece job. But, um, you know, I, I think that's why they disliked a lot of of those pieces. I, I worked at a doctor's office at the front desk. I, at the time when there were pharmacists who'd come in, I was the gatekeeper to get them to see the doctors, right? So they had to schmooze me to get past me. Well, 
I would ask for things like it was my birthday coming up. They would always bring in treats. I'm like, it's my birthday coming up. They brought me a birthday cake one time. Well, that made a lot of people jealous, which, you know, I need to be better in women environments like that <laughs> and I'm in trouble for those kind of things. But I had built that relationship with them. And as a friendliness, they brought that part. Um, you know, so I kind of learned those things. I always wanted to make sure I would never treat an employee like that. Now, granted, that would be talking about boundaries, like, hey, let's be aware of everybody else's feelings and, and things like that. But instead of them coming to me and, and you know, I was a young 20, 22 year old, you know, so I'm just sure. thinking, give me gifts, you know, like I got <laughs> great pens and sticky notes and a cupcake or whatever. But, you know, instead of encouraging that person and telling them what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, how this might be wrong, you know, I always thought of that, like, well, if you would have told me that, I wouldn't have done that. I wasn't thinking of that in my 20-year-old brain kind of. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I think that has a lot to do with that. I talk with my team a lot about how we can improve what they need, what they can have to live in, in their joy pieces. I love all things Walt Disney, as I know you do. <laughs> I think Walt Disney is phenomenal. And so I've been able to learn a lot from him and what he's done, you know, and, and I take a lot of Disney Institute courses um, and learn a lot about how he really motivated people. So probably a lot of those, those values come from that, which is, seems weird. I've never met Walt Disney, but I watched <laughs> a lot of his documentaries. You know, I always want to be better. He wanted to be better. He was super persistent and just kept going with things. He didn't take no for an answer. I think he was told, you know, no, some 30, 60 times. I can't even remember, but you know, he's been that huge inspiration for me. Um, without me even knowing him because he really cared about his people. He cared about the culture. I mean, look at the legacy he's created and he hasn't been a part of it for some, you know, 50 years or so. Right. Um, and that's, that's what I want to be. I want to inspire, motivate other people to create that magic every day, to yeah. live in their joy, to have that fun part, you know, and to really, be into the details. He was big into details. So yes, I think that's important as a leader, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's a, uh, a great answer to that question is speak, you know, for a variety of different reasons, but to your point, you know, if you go to Disney world, which I know you and I have both go quite often, and I was there three times this year. And usually when I tell people that they're like, wait, what you went to Disney world three times this year. I'm like, yeah, I absolutely did. <laughs> but uh, I think a lot of people, you know, when you, if you go to Disney world all the way down to how they point, uh, like there's a method behind the entire thing, right? There, there's no detail left unturned, right? They've literally thought about every detail. Um, and so to your point on how you tie that from into a leadership perspective, you know, it is just trying to inspire people and motivate people and know the details to help them be successful in whatever they're doing. Uh, I always view it, you know, when people ask me kind of my views on leadership, I, I always reference servant leadership, right? Like I, I'm the vice president of sales for Synchrony HR right now. And I have a team that reports to me and, uh, my number one role and duty when I get up is how do I support them? 
right? If it's not for them, if it's, it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be successful. I can't do this all on my own. There's no way I can do it all on my own. So I have to find ways to motivate them, empower them, serve them so that when they need something, I'm there to remove the obstacle or to get it over the hump or whatever that is. That's what makes me a successful leader. Not how much business I personally sold, but it's how much my business did my team sell, right? That's what makes it effective. Um, and so I love the parallel though, between, you know, kind of your views on leadership and Walt Disney and how, uh, you know, you pay attention to those details, as you said, as well as kind of inspire and motivate the team. Right. Well, even though we're a web design company, you know, graphic design, we're 90% customer service, right? You know, I mean, the, the, what we're doing is probably the smallest part. And so we have to provide that to our customer, that Disney level experience, I, I call it. I want to make sure that they feel like it was a great experience all the way through, no matter who they had to touch on my team. People always ask, how do you guys get so much done? And it's, it's not me. It's, I, it's all the people behind the curtain that are right. doing the things, you know, it's, I'm the front man of it, right? I get to do that initial kind of component, but we have such a well-oiled machine. We're all working in our space and in our joy and what we want to do. And so we're working at that little happy little seven dwarfs kind of attitude where they're whistling at work a lot of times. And we have horrible times too. And there's <laughs> you know all that kind of stuff. It's not always, you know, sunshine and rainbows, but because we know we have each other's back and we work really hard as that team together. Yes, I am the boss. I am the leader. You know, I help with some of those other parts, but I want everyone to really feel invested in techno. I want them to have that ownership component of their work. So they don't, you know, big thing with Disney is they're not going to always tell you, oh, wait, you know, you're not going to ask the guy who's, you know, cleaning out the trash cans, you know, how do I get to here? And he doesn't know. And he's going to say, oh, hold on, let me go get you somebody. You know, they're empowered to sometimes make those other decisions or they're given those, those details that, can create that other experience so it doesn't stop the flow of what's happening or their job. They're given that leeway. And I think, you know, even with women empowering women and our chapter leaders, it has to be consistent, but they have to have leeway for the culture they're creating and what works in that area. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Michelle, I always end this podcast by asking my guests to leave us with a piece of advice. Uh, and I always tell my guests that could be something personal. It could be something business and professional. Um, but if there was one thing that you wanted somebody to hear out of this episode today, what would that be? Hmm. That's such a good one. Um, I think one is being open to opportunities, you know, and especially with people you consider your competition. You know, I've, you know, I've had multiple business and have multiple businesses. You and I, at the time we were meeting, were kind of competitors, but yet you presented an opportunity that I wasn't even thinking about selling our business. And here I sold my business because of that. That was a right. great opportunity. Another guy I met with, um, he was a software developer. We were kind of doing some mobile apps at the time and he wanted to connect and I kept putting it off like, no, I don't want to sell your stuff because I don't even do that. Well, finally we met and because of meeting him, 
we um, we do a lot of work together. He does software development. I do web design. He also connected me um, or I connected him with someone. And now we're in a business together, um, you know, in a software company together for something that he potentially could have been that that competitor as well. But I think, you know, Women Empowering Women was an opportunity to bring other women together. And I meet a ton of people that could be our competitors. There's thousands of networking organizations out there, right? Why do I want to build this? Why do I want to grow this? But everyone is is different. It has its different culture, its vibe, its purpose. And and I think there's there's a lot of great ones. There are some bad ones, you know, or but that's part of you finding what what you are attracted to. And so I think you know, being open to that and, and being highly aware of those people who are investing time in you and where you invest your time. And not that it can be equal, but it should be very similar because there's a lot of that with those opportunities too. People are opportunistic, which is very different. And um, you have to be aware of those kind of things also. Absolutely. I think that's great advice to always be open. And to your point, you know, I meet with competitors all the time because there's, you know, ironically, I got referred into a a prospect yesterday by a competitor, right? It's just because, you know, there's to your point, there's enough business to go around. Everybody does something a little differently or different way or different model or different method. Um, And at the end of the day, we're all out here just trying to make a living for our families, right? And so I think being open and being aware and and having those kind of ideas and thoughts are, are great advice. So on behalf of myself and the STLers podcast, I appreciate you uh, joining me today. And thank you for being a great STL leader. Thank you.